Welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director of Meetings Today, and really excited um, to explore uh, really a topic that a lot of people are talking about and and sort of ad hoc displaying uh, over, over, over a drink. Someone showed me a chat GPT, and um, we're here to talk with Willis Turner, who has wrote a uh, new book about chat GPT, uh, how to put chat GPT to work for you. Um, thanks for joining us, Willis. Oh, you're really welcome. It's a pleasure to be with you. And um, I believe you're a certified association executive also. So that makes, uh, really gives you some great perspective and founder of virtual memorial gatherings. Um, so maybe uh, kind of uh, let people know about your, your history in the industry, and then uh, we can talk about this fascinating new tech tool everyone's uh, talking about. Sure, that would be great. Well, we started a, an association management company in 1999, and we've been managing uh, associations, professional associations since then. I received my CAE from ASAE, and I've also um, been a volunteer and sat on the CAE Commission for ASAE. Uh, during that time, over the past 20 uh, plus years, we have been managing associations, creating events for them all over the world. We have international clients. And then in 2020, in March of 2020, when the pandemic hit, we actually branched out and created a division of our company called Virtual Memorial Gatherings, using our knowledge of digital events and virtual events. Uh, we started catering to families who couldn't hold funeral and memorial services uh, during the lockdown. And that um, then eventually morphed into a hybrid event company for the funeral industry. And we also do live streaming of funerals and also hybrid and still doing virtual funerals as well, virtual memorials. Um, so that's a little bit of the background uh, in relation to associations and the media industry. Great. And tell us about Chat GPT. For um, tell our listeners uh, basically what is it and uh, what sort of applications will it uh, possibly have for the meetings and events industry? Sure. So uh, Chat GPT was de um, developed by a company called OpenAI. There are a number of big investors in it. Microsoft is one of the biggest investors of uh, contributed a significant amount of, of capital to uh, the startup. Um, but it's been running for some time. And, and uh, a couple of months ago, they made this uh, interface public. So you can go to the OpenAI website and um, click on the beta version and try ChatGPT. Um, millions of people it, it grew faster than than any social media platform has, has grown um over 100 million uh, users now on chat gpt but it creates some obviously some capacity issues and sometimes it's not available because it's over capacity but it's a neural language processing platform where it has data has been input into it over a number of years and then when you uh, interface with it, it's kind of like asking questions in a chat-like format um, using human language and human re and language responses. But it's artificial intelligence that's giving you that, drawing on the data that's been programmed into it. 
So you can ask it a number of questions. It's creating some havoc over at the Google uh, headquarters because people are turning to chat GPT now to uh, get their questions answered rather than searching Google. Um, one of the downsides though is that the data that's been put in, it, it doesn't actually access the internet. So it's confined and restricted to the data that's been programmed into it. Um, one of the things that I think it's going to do for the meeting industry is as it evolves, it's going to automate a lot of manual repetitive tasks, such as event planning, scheduling, and sending reminders to um, event attendees. It's going to allow event organizers and planners to really uh, focus on the high touch human interaction that they need to have and allow technology to take care of some of those repetitive tasks. Interesting. Um... And what are some other applications you you think you you, um, you mentioned uh, sending reminders, scheduling? Can it also, I guess, probably produce uh, descriptions of session uh, content and other items like that? Yeah, um, I cover this in my book, The Power of Chat GPT. It's one of the things that it's going to be able to do is is write content or spark ideas for good content. You still need to have a human editor. And humans are still going to be responsible for making sure the information that's output is um, edited and factual and correct. And because it's it's a, you know, it's the artificial intelligence that's giving you the answer, it's not a human. But what it can do is it can generate abstracts. It can generate uh, content uh, or information about sessions. If you put the information, you know, highlight the keywords and some of the information that you want it to talk about, and it'll expand it for you. So it's going to save a lot of time in that way. And it's also going to do some things like when we produce content for blog posts, for example, that can um, be supplementary to meeting and event information, just to give some more information to potential attendees, it can help you optimize that blog content for search. So you can ask it for appropriate keywords and help you to SEO uh, the document and it will do that for you It'll also rate meta tag information that you can put into the description in the meta tags of the document so that when it's shared on the web it will have the correct information that's easily searchable by search engines so it's going to be reducing the amount of time that it takes to produce content for everyone including meeting and event organizers and do you think it's, it's going to seriously disrupt uh the whole industry once it gets better and better um the the ai behind it I think it's going to disrupt the, the people who don't use it because I don't think it's going to replace chat GPT isn't going to replace humans, but it, it's going to replace humans that don't use it. Uh, it's by, by with other humans who are using it to augment their skills. Uh, so it is going to be a threat and a disruptor. Definitely. There are some people who are a little reticent about trying it out. And there's some people I haven't even heard. They're not, their awareness is there. But it's kind of like that bell curve of the uh, the marketing phase of, of a product or service lifecycle. We're in the early adoption stage right now, but it's going to get into the masses. It's, it's moving up the curve right now. So their early adopters are going to have the advantage. Interesting. And then you, you must know of uh, organizations that are currently using this for their meetings? Um, yeah, so I can give you some general information about uh, organizations that are using it. Um, one example is Slack. Uh, 
And they've introduced a virtual assistant called, called HowdyBot. And this bot is used, uh, helps users find information about upcoming events. It creates polls and surveys and sends automated notifications out to remind attendees of any changes or updates to the event schedule. So um, this is a kind of an example of how you can use the program information into a bot that is built on the ChatGPT platform. And if you put good information in, it's just like talking to a human when you want to ask information and you get it in real time. This is the kind of thing that people are looking for. People are searching for content 24-7. They're not always looking for a human. They're looking for answers. And if you can provide them in a human-like way, it's very efficient. Another company is Eventbrite. They're using chatbot technology for meetings and events there, which helps organizers manage their events by providing personalized customer service and helping attendees with registration and checking. Uh, so they're they're using it, you know, in real time to help. Um, they there's another company called PC Name Tag. Um, they have a, a automation called Smart Events Assistant, and that provides assistance during the registration process as well as helps attendees navigate the venue during the event for, by providing directions and other details about speakers and sessions, exhibitors, vendors, and things like that. So those are some, some real examples of how ChatGPT is being used. And where, where do you think it's going to go? I mean, in uh, your mind's eye, if uh, this really gets adopted and is really uh, great at doing its job, I mean, do you could it almost uh, plan meetings? Like, could you prompt it to say, uh, well, I have a, a gathering of 400 uh, brain surgeons. Uh, do I need to gather for three days in a city? And uh, could it uh, start spitting out hotels and city options and such? Yeah, I think what you can do is you would be able to ask questions like um, using historical data, and this is what I call in my book, I call it the art of the prompt, is really knowing how to ask the questions of ChatGPT to get the right answers that you need. And so that's gonna be one of the things that is gonna set people apart when they use this tool is using the prompt correctly and knowing how to tease the information out of it. So in that, in that scenario, I would suggest asking uh, ChatGPT, uh, using historical data, give me the best times, dates, and places for this type of an event with these type of attendees. And it will search the data and come up with an answer for you. Um, and then of course you need to verify it, but that's just one example of how it will disrupt and create efficiencies in the system. Yeah, very interesting. Is there anything people should sort of be aware of or leery of, of it making a mistake um, that you would really need to be on your toes about catching? Yeah, that's one of the things that I address in the book is uh, inherent bias. Um, I think that's one of the downsides is because the data that's put in could be biased. And so you have to watch for that on the output to make sure that, that you are aware of the potential for bias. If you're not worried about bias, then it's not a big deal. But if you are, um, that could be an issue. And, and we... We kind of, in our worlds, we live in kind of, in, in a meeting and event industry, we could have some self-confirming biases where we listen to only certain voices. So one of the things about chat GPT is you can ask it for a contrary opinion. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to post a, 
a social media post or a content that will maybe spark some controversy if you'll ask, give me a non-conventional answer or give me a contrarian answer to this question. Um, and it will give it to you. And so you can use that then to spark debate and, and, and discourse around a certain topic. So that can actually help the meeting and event industry as well, is to kind of get out of our box and look at uh, look at our industry from other perspectives. I've also heard that uh, some people are concerned that it can bring up plagiarism issues uh, with, but it kind of spits out on on the other end. Is that something to be concerned with? I think we all need to pay attention to that concern. Um, OpenAI is actually addressing that because they've now created another uh, platform that you can put the content into and, and, and determine if it is plagiarized. And so, for example, this is a big concern in higher education is that students would be using this to write their essays and, and their term papers and things like that. So you can actually put this, the, you know, put it, paste the content into this engine and it'll actually tell you if it was produced using AI. Um, so, yeah. And then there's another one. Um, there, um, there's a company called Jasper AI and they're, they have a chat engine that's built on top of um, ChatGPT. Um, I usually use this tool because when ChatGPT is over capacity, it's more reliable. But they also have plagiarism checkers built in. So it's worth subscribing to some of those companies and using their services because you can you you can check that. Great. Well, thanks for uh, your time. Where can people um, find how to put ChatGPT to work for you, your book? Well, they could actually go to my website. It's old oldclayburn.com, O-L-D-C-L-A-Y. B-U-R-N.com slash, slash chat GPT. Um, they can find information about the book there. Um, and uh, it's also on Amazon. It's called The Power of Chat GPT by Willis Turner, How to Put Chat GPT to Work for You. Well, excellent. Thank you for your time today. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. And that was Willis Turner, the author of How to Put Chat GPT to Work for You. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director of Meetings Today. Thank you for joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. If you're interested in other podcasts we do with industry thought leaders, head on over to meetingstoday.com. We have a full library of them for you to check out. Um, thanks for joining us today. And no matter what you're up to with the rest of it, um, go out and make it great. Thank you. Thank you.